podcast. Hello and welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast and what is episode 78. Straight off the bat, we're back again, pheasant watching, just looking out into this countryside uh, in my rented property that I'm in, um, just looking for the pheasant, which has since last week's podcast been given a name of Paul, Paul the Pheasant, um, obviously quite a, a, a basic naming process being pheasant starts with a P and Paul also starts with a, with a P, so that's what I've gone for, so we're keeping my eye on Paul here. Hopefully we might actually hear him doing some pheasant shouts. You might just be like, Dave, what about you, mate? And all that shit or whatever it is that pheasants do. Um, yeah, welcome to the podcast. It's been an interesting week, um, one worth uh, talking about lots of different things. Obviously, if you're listening to this on Monday, which will be the 6th of May, Bank Holiday Monday. Happy Bank Holiday Monday to you. Hopefully, you have lots of exciting, fun, frolics, flirting, uh, fantasy, uh, fucking maybe, if, if that's what you're interested in, to look forward to. On this day, I myself will be, um, you know, feeling, flailing, fathoming, and fucking stuff up because I have to look after my daughter for the whole day by myself therefore that means my bank holiday Monday will be a very long arduous day but hey I'm looking forward to it I'm going to throw some fun activities in some daddy daughter time and see what we can do to effectively get her from she wakes up at like 6am until she gets sent to bed at 7pm so um yep dreading that but anyway as I record this now it's not that time yet and I say it's been quite an interesting week. I've done quite a lot of uh, things this week. Maybe worth noting. Obviously, a lot of TV has gone on uh, this week. I'm very excited about the finale of Line of Duty. I know I talked about it a bit last week, but this week it's the hour and a half long episode. Hopefully, we'll find out who the character of H is. Probably won't though because I'm sure there'll probably be a new series and I'll have to lure us in and try and keep us for that. But again, what's weird about Line of Duty is it's just kind of rather just ending naturally. They get to a point and then just like write out the ending anyway. Do you know what I mean? Just be like, it gets to a certain point where you think it's going to conclude and then it just shows you a couple of scenes where they just have it in subtitles as to what happened and it's weird. It always is at the end of every season. I keep forgetting that when it comes to the end of it that it's just creepy and weird. But I'm excited about it, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping I don't hate the ending. You know, I'm sure there'll be some sort of twist, which, you know, I'll I'll look forward to, I guess. But it's very very exciting anyway. Um, but yeah, what what is everybody at? You know, obviously you just can't respond to me. Just think in your head what you're at, and I'll just subliminally suck that back into myself. Do you know what I mean I've had a you know, it's been a weird week. Actually, it's been up and it's been down. Do you know what I mean? It's been positive and it's been negative. There's been some highs and there's been some lows. Do you know what I mean? It's not just been another boring week. It's been, yeah, real, real interesting. And on the positive note, first of all, I always start positive. Things with my house have moved on. Believe it or not, I've been out of my house since January. Whoa, suck balls on that. But um, the, the word in the street is the kitchen is officially in. There's still some flooring needs to be laid and switched about. We're getting the Tyler going in on Bank Holiday Monday, which means he'll probably be getting double time. Smart guy. Um, 
but yeah hopefully we'll be finished and by the next weird podcast episode 79 i'll be back in my house back at my um most expensive table bespoke handcrafted table recording my podcast where i want to be you know that's where where i want to be albeit as beautiful as it is recording this podcast looking out into some nice fields it's still no place like home you know as dorothy and the wizard of Oz said there's no place like home don't know if she sang like that that actually sounded kind of asian to be fair and but maybe that's the way it's dubbed over there who knows but um yeah, I'm looking forward to that now. Um, but for the meantime, I'm back here looking out into the into the fields. And this week, I've actually gone a little bit more relaxed than last. Last week, I moved a set of drawers onto a windowsill, balanced my mic on top of it, balanced my sound shield. Very weird. This week, I've just put the sound shield on the windowsill and the mic, and I'm just lying on the bed. I'm actually I'm reclining on the bed. You know, I'm just I'm actually kind of a wee bit. Of the po- I'm like the pose of which Kate Winslet went for in Titanic when she was getting painted. You know, I'm just uh, lying off to the side, very sexy, topless with a nice necklace on, um, and just having a nice time, leaning on my left hand. You know, just feeling feeling pretty good. I don't know how the sound's going to sound. You know, probably. Um, whatever way I'm, I'm pressing on my gullet and stuff, it might sound a wee bit like the crazy frog, but I mean, it's a weird podcast, I like to, I like to mix it up for you, I like to let you listen to various different vocal variations, if you will, and also, I totally CBA to physically move the drawers again, because last week it was a bloody upheaval, and then I had to move them back, and I dropped up my toe, and it was sore, you know, don't, that's the last thing you need is, you know, fair enough, you just want the podcast every Monday, that's fair, I give it to you because that's what you want, but at the same time, I don't want completely obliterated tarsals and metatarsals on my feet, you know, and that's what happens when you drop a set of drawers, you banjo, banjax your feet, and hey, I was afraid of that risk, you know, and I need my feet for this weekend, and looking after my daughter and stuff, you know what I mean, guys, so I've been selfish and hopefully the sound will not uh, be too badly affected by that. Um, but, yeah, that's the positive stuff. Re the house. Whoa, the bed is also not that stable. So, you know, if I move about slightly, um, there's a chance that I might fall off. So, hey, whatever, it'll be something to look forward to. But um, in terms of uh, negative things happen this week, um, I'm, in fact, I'm going to keep going positive. Gigs. We're going to talk about a couple of gigs that I did this week. First and foremost, I did Lavery's Comedy Club, which is, of course, uh, run, hosted, emceed by our friend Colin Gaddis. And hey, that was great. It was the uh, first time I'd done Lavery's in a couple of months. And I had effectively written nearly an entirely new set. A couple of old bits in just to stabilise it, you know, just to make sure that the, the newer bits worked, and I think it went pretty well, albeit I entirely forgot a setup to my callback finisher, but I mean, apart from that, I managed to, to bury it quite alright, and it would have worked way better if I had have had my, my setup, but I mean, you know, you forget these things, you try new things, you know, but hopefully, with any luck, next week, or next time I gig, and I do the bit again, I will, uh, I'll remember it. But it was a good night at Lavery's, we had... 
I was on myself. Um, I'm trying to remember who else we saw. We had Aaron McCann. He went on and emceed. The night, Robbie McShane, who's very good, was on Colin, did a spot, and Shane did a spot, and then myself, but it was a fun night. And uh, it's always good to get down, and Lavery's always like to hang about with with the guys whenever I'm down Lavery, so I have a bit of crack backstage, it's always fun to do. And Wednesday's no different, packed house, good audience, up for the crack, and I loved it. And then I thought, you know what, this is sweet, this will roll on nicely into Thursday, Whenever I'm headlining Pug Ugly's Comedy Club, I was excited about it. I was looking forward to it. Um, and guess what? You know, the Starman fell to earth with a bump because Pug Ugly's Comedy Club on Thursday sucked. It's the only time I think that I've been doing Pug Ugly's in nearly, you know, since, since August last year that I've actually gone, I hated that tonight. And it was probably a couple of reasons you know normally when I'm running it myself I'd be there to set things up make sure sound's working make sure lighting's on all that kind of stuff but this week I couldn't do it because I know babysitter look after Holly I had to make sure she's in bed wait until Catherine my wife got home from work and then I had to head up so I had Rory Woods MC in for me who is a very good MC very good stand up for that but you know as an MC he's great and when I got there he was up he was running and then the only thing I noticed was the lights weren't on. So it was a bad start. I mean, obviously, in the room, there were lights on. Like, people were not just standing in dark. But the big stage lights weren't on. They didn't work. So that was a bit of a, a balls-up to start off with. But in terms of the night itself, I thought the acts were good. Um, I thought it was well-booked. It just didn't seem to to go great. Now, whenever you're playing Lavery's packed-out room, you're doing really well. You're thinking to yourself, right, I am... Hopefully going to draw some people to come and see me do a headline spot as opposed to emceeing. Because, I mean, every week a Pug Uglies have been emceeing. You know, it's been hard to try new bits because you kind of have sort of a quite... Not a set, but, like, there are people that are regulars. You know, you recognise the faces and you don't want to do the same material week in, week out for them. Because, you know, hey, it's a waste of their money. So, I thought to be doing a new... Doing a headline set, I was really excited. And I was going to do kind of like... An elongated version of the set that I did at Lavery's, the new set that I was working on. But then, whenever I got there, there was, you know, quite low numbers in the crowd. Uh, that was a kick in the balls to be like, "Fuck, no one actually wants to see me here." Um, and then there was quite a mixed demograph, and they weren't really given much to Woodsy, who was doing a who's doing a great job, you know. And it was like he absolutely smashed in comparison to me. I've never felt more awkward on stage in a long long time and I don't know what the reason behind it was but there were some bits where I was actually doing tried and tested material like it gets a great response not even a good response you know a great response and it was getting absolutely nothing and whenever you're up there on the stage just like trying your best and you're getting nothing for it it's just like being a boxer it's just being absolutely hammered you just gotta lean against the ropes cover your face or your mitts and just hope that the bloody relentless battering ends but that's what it was like and it really, to be fair, knocked my confidence a bit because at the minute I've been kind of thinking about like trying to put wheels in motion to be going full time at comedy as well, like you know, stand up writing that kind of stuff, and then to just absolutely eat balls when you're doing a headline set makes you go, hmm, maybe this is not my thing, you know, maybe this is just just a hobby. 
and it's pretty rough you know to think that and especially in a club that you've been you know running building trying to put it all into like actually not doing a solo show in order to try and work on this and then when they actually do a headline set it's, it sucks so it was a wee bit of a back to the drawing board moment and for like for a couple of hours I felt a bit so- like sorry for myself definitely into the next morning as well I was like you know maybe I should just knock this in the head you know and albeit that's probably me being over dramatic and stuff but I mean when I've been doing my sets probably for the last maybe four or five months I haven't had a bad set I know you're always due one you know you're always due a time that you go that sucked but all in all it's been a positive experience sometimes you get nights that people are quieter than others that's fine but I I felt like that was the first time I feel like I've died in a long time what extra pissed me off there was a guy in the audience who my eyes were drawn to who was like a guy I recognised from my gym well my old gym I used to go to and I thought in my head he seems like a sound enough fella you know um, he seems like the sort of guy that looks dead on and when I saw him in the audience I thought right he's going to enjoy this this will be nice absolutely nothing sat with a sour bacon on him all night and now I hate him so you know if I ever see that guy again I'll be making sure I tell him what a prick I think he is but uh, yeah it was just not a fun time thankfully I've got an opportunity to redeem myself again this Thursday and um, albeit Pug Ugly's Comedy Club will not be open to the public per, per se this week because it's been booked out for a private do but I'll be there doing, doing a bit at it and then uh, the following week which is the I want to say the 16th we have a great lineup again Shane Todd's headlining Aaron Butler's own support and the following week we've Colin Geddes headlining and then the week after that we have Teresa Livingston headlining so it's a big solid three weeks in a row and you know hopefully we can get back on the on the horse following last week and again I'm just going to put it down to being a series of things but you know I'm not going to let it get to me you know we'll be back we'll be stronger I'll move on but my god it was definitely a kick for the confidence for sure you know but I mean such is life you know you sometimes you, you can't just always assume that it's going to be great. You know, sometimes life is shit. And that was what it felt like on Thursday for me. But anyway, this is a comedy podcast. I'm supposed to be lighthearted, having banter. I don't want to bring these all down, especially on Bank Holiday Monday. You know, everyone should be buzzing on Bank Holiday Monday, apart from people that are, like, really reliant on lodging money in a bank or speaking to their bank manager because they don't know how to work internet banking. You know what I mean? So anyone who specifically needs access to a bank... On this Monday, we'll have a terrible day. Everyone other than that should have a great time. Or people that are working that don't want to be working. But bar that, should be a good time. You know, I flirted actually with going to Mayday in Hollywood this Monday. um, Just to go to the Mayday Fair. But then I remembered last year at Mayday, my daughter was brought down for the like the bouncing baby contest to see who the, the if, I don't know if this is the right term for babies, but who the sexiest baby in Hollywood was. And she didn't win. And then I saw the baby that did win, and no offence, that baby was fucking stinking. That baby looked like Al Murray, pub landlord. And with all due respect to Al Murray, pub landlord, he wouldn't make a cute baby. You know what I mean? He's a full, hardened, brute looking man. He looks like a thumb or an elbow, and that's not a sweet baby. So um, I'm actually throwing shade at Hollywood this year. I'm not actually taking her down to the, to the, the fair just because... Uh, North Down and Ardsborough Council 
you know, have done the dirty on my daughter. You know, they're obviously taking bungs for this elbow-looking baby to win the prize and my sweet, beautiful daughter not to win anything, you know. And But guess what? They've cut off her nose despite their face because the same bunch asked me to turn the Christmas tree lights on last year and I said no. You know why? Because I'm better. You know, I would have done it. Would it have been a nice thing to do? Yeah, it would have been lovely, but am I going to do it? No. You know why? Because I'm better. So what I want to do is them to go through footage from last year's May Day. I want them to find pictures of the babies. I want them to realise the error of their way. And hey, if this was your your kid, or you're related to the kid that won that last year, you know, fuck you first. But secondly, get your ribbon, get your tassel, whatever the hell it is, your medal, certificate. Posted to me, addressed to my daughter, the cutest baby in North Down Arts, alright? And then we'll forgive you. But I always remember being little, I would go on the May Day every, every year and got excited about it. All because I just wanted to get a goldfish, but every year my mum and dad wouldn't let me get a goldfish because they're like, you already have a goldfish. And I'm like, but my goldfish is whack on a new goldfish. They get to carry around in a sandwich bag full of water. And they're like, that's weird. And I was like, why? And she goes, my folks are like, they're not actually proper fish. I'm like, we're well, obviously the proper fish because we're in water. They're like, nah, you don't get proper, you get proper fish from a, a pet shop. You don't get proper fish from effectively the UDA, you know. But hey, I didn't know that back in those days. All I wanted was loads of fish. I just wanted a wee aquarium effectively in my little bowl in my, in my dining room at home. But it wasn't allowed. You know, and rather than like following family tradition or bringing my daughter to May Day, nah, they fucked it. You know, they fucked it for themselves. They're not getting my presents. You know, and some people who uh, didn't bring me a wedding present and were like, oh, your presence is my present. Nah, fuck that. It's always a present, you know. So they aren't getting the gift of my presence and they're not getting the gift of a present either because they spited themselves. You know, and I'm going to be spiteful, and I'm going to be immature, but you know what? That's me. You know, the greatest showman and all that, this is me. Take it or leave it. But whatever you do, put it in your pipe and smoke it. Anyway, as I said earlier, I've been watching a lot of stuff this week. Not like a voyeur, you know, because I don't really know. As you know, I'm a technophobe, but don't have access to that many cameras. Can't like, you know break into people's skypes and look out your wee webcams at you like watching or listening to a weird podcast and having roots and stuff so i'm just gonna um tell you about what i watched this week um first and foremost i watched a film that new film with zach efron in it and uh, where he plays serial killer ted bundy now before anything else it's the worst name of a film i've ever heard the title of the film was extremely evil shockingly wicked and vile which is basically how I would describe the audience Pug Uglies last Thursday um, but but the film itself was actually brilliant um, I've kind of become a wee bit you know of a fan of Zac Efron you know I didn't, didn't ever have anything against him but when I was younger and he was in a high school musical I thought he was a wee bit of a jerk but then I saw him in Bad Neighbours Baywatch Dirty Grandpa, now this, and hey, I'm gonna say it, Zach Efron's one of my favorite actors. All right, deal with it. You know, he's my boy. He's my boy. And in this film, when he was playing Ted Bundy, he was actually brilliant. Now, I'm not gonna give away any spoilers of the film because 
it wasn't maybe what I expected, but it was the the film was about serial killer Ted Bundy, but it was kind of told from the perspective of his like ex girlfriend who wrote a book about it, um, and I think the title was actually due to the judgment. Like the judge delivering a sentence to Ted Bundy did refer to his crimes as extremely evil, shockingly wicked, vile, and something else. So that's what they call it that. But his, I think it was his, his I want to say Lynn or Linda, Coffler or Coppler, maybe was the name of his girlfriend. But this is the, the story she told, basically. And it was about, you know, whether or not she thought he was guilty or innocent. But it was great. Zach Efron was great, albeit too sexy to play Ted Bundy, because there's something that I just need to say. You know, whenever the Ted Bundy confession tapes are out, people are going, oh, Ted Bundy's a bit sexy, wasn't he? Wouldn't mind being serial killed by him. Fucking right, wouldn't mind him beating me over the head with a crowbar and cutting my head off and fucking it. Because you know what? That's what he did. You know, like, when people are saying Ted Bundy's sexy, he wouldn't be like... You know, like seducing you and giving you that foreplay, It'd be clunking you over the bounce with a meat tenderizer and fucking your severed esophagus. Do you know what I mean? Like he's not a cute guy, so people to go for a start, he's sexy. You know, he definitely wasn't sexy. He didn't behave in a sexy way. If anything, he behaved in an extremely evil, shockingly wicked and vile way. And above all else, aesthetically speaking, he wasn't sweet looking. He had sunken eyes, a pointy nose, and crooked teeth. Which, you know, not sexy. You know, there are plenty of serial killers out there more sexy than Jeffrey Dahmer. Or than Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, there we go, subliminally speaking. Jeffrey Dahmer, he was sexier. Um, albeit he was into, into guys. Um, you know, so I mean... Maybe people more more in the in the dammer than Bundy, but that annoyed me. I was like, you know, just let him be. Like he's just a normal looking guy rather than like a freak that you'd imagine would do that stuff. He just kind of looked normal, but he was egomaniacal too. Represented himself in court and all. What an idiot! But I did think that uh, Zach Efron played the role very well, albeit he was way too good looking, and also jacked. Like Ted Bundy was like a gangly sort of dude. Like, you know, one of those wiry, strong people. Like, you know, guys that you would have played rugby against and you would have been like, they're weak, but for some reason running into them really hurts because all they are is made out of bone. Do you know what I mean? Just just walking sticks of calcium. Ah, Rex. No fat on them. He was like that. He was wiry, strong. You know, um, he wouldn't have been like that jacked, six-packed, you know, muscular, armed. You know, just those popping traps that... Uh, Zac Efron had and very tanned like Bundy was definitely paler than than Zac Efron but anyway I say it was a good show and I do recommend it there was a little bit of a twist in it you know obviously if you know the story if you listen to the Bundy tapes you know you know the deal you know but there was a, a bit of a twist in it it was uh, it was great I highly recommend um, if you haven't already seen it and it's on I think it, we watched it on ITV thought it was on Netflix but it wasn't it's only on Netflix United States which I don't know how to get from here which is annoying because I would like to be able to do that but hey you live and you learn but the biggest uh, shock this week in terms of stuff I've watched um, and I want to come I feel like I'm coming out to say this but I'm going to do it anyway because you know that's me 
I started watching Game of Thrones. What? Yeah, I started watching. I started watching Game of Thrones, and I started from season one, episode one, because I have been being bullied for about eight years for not watching Game of Thrones. Now, do I have any particular reason as to why I didn't watch Game of Thrones? No. If I'm being completely honest, and it's going to sound mental to say this, I didn't watch it initially because I didn't like the uh, intro sequence. I thought it was just too long. You know, and then like all these wee weird like nerd drawings and like digital stuff of like castles and shit. I just I just didn't like it. So then I never watched it and. I feel like it's one of those things that if you didn't watch it from the start and people started getting into it and you were missing out on it, it was just a case of, well, hey, I've missed out now. I can't just get into it. So it had to pass. Like, whenever Game of Thrones started, I don't think Netflix or, um, like, streaming or anything was, like, going on as much, so you couldn't just watch it all. So if you miss one episode, hey, you're out. You know what I mean? So I started from the start, and I watched it with an open uh, mind. I was excited about it, and hey... Guess what? I'm hooked. I'm a Game of, Thro- Game of Thrones guy now. You know, I'm into it. I like the characters. I like the stories. I think it's sweet. I obviously like the boobs. I mean, hey, who doesn't like boobs? You know, apart from people who are, you know, either heterosexual women or homosex or homosexual men. You know, or people probably the only ones. And even at that, they probably appreciate boobs because at some point, you know, from a non-sexual point of view, they they would have required them for suckling you know they would have needed the suckle on that teat and you know it's it's necessary the teat is a necessary suckle you know but for those who are red-blooded and find boobs sexual oh why we got to see a lot of norks flying around popping out bouncing out flicking around excellent great to see and the fighting great to see the violence a little bit gross but hey great to see it's just a great show and being from Northern Ireland too it's nice to see some of the the sights like some of the like again as you know I'm a National Geographic kind of guy and by National Geographic obviously my tongue slipped because I'm so relaxed in this bed I meant to say National Trust but there's a lot of National Trust spaces in Game of Thrones um, Castle Ward I think is one is it or else that's just a voting area I don't know in a council elections who knows but um, yeah it was good to see see some of those sights and, and some of the nice scenery and as well as that it was interesting to see like some characters had pretty Northern Irish names you know you've got like Brandon Brandon Stark you know that's pretty Ned is fairly like I just think Ned's bar in Hollywood you know they're pretty Northern Irish names some names a wee bit different and maybe not Northern Irish but then you think about it you probably get people who are Northern Irish fans of Game of Thrones who do name their kids after characters in Game of Thrones do you know what I mean like I don't think there's too many Call Drogos out there you know, certainly if there, if there are many Call Drogos out there, definitely phone me because, I mean, he is one big, sexy, dothraki bastard. You know, he is a fucking dish. Jason Momoa, more like Jason Momoa. <laughs> 
but he is very sexy in it. And the the in fact the worst name, his wife, Khaleesi. You can imagine someone from Belfast naming their daughter Khaleesi, couldn't you? You'd just be walking around Victoria Square. Obviously at the back entrance, because you know, most of the, the people who you'd see in it wouldn't be using this tone of voice. But you know you back, you'd just be you'd hear a voice. Khaleesi! Oi! Khaleesi, what you fucking doing? Khaleesi, you eat that out of here, will ye? Fucking hell, the bus is five minutes away, you eat bastard. Khaleesi, stop giving your sister fucking grief, will ye? Leave Rihanna alone. But what? What? Don't fucking answer me back, Khaleesi, you wee dick. Shakira said you're being a bollocks. Knock in the head, will ye? Not a sweet name, but you definitely see someone fucking... Khaleesi Kirkpatrick. Oh, not, oh Khaleesi. Oh, Khaleesi. Ding, 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 Stick to the Brantons and the Johns. Jon Snow, the bastard Jon Snow. You know what? He may be a bastard by blood, but he seems like a pretty dead-on guy. You know, I do like I do like him. And I, I wanted to like Joffrey coming into it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to like this little boy. I'm going to like, like this little boy, Joffrey. Nobody, like, nobody likes Joffrey, but I ain't going to like Joffrey. But you know what? He's a wee prick. I don't like it when dogs get hurt. Everyone knows that, that that's my weakness in films or shows. When animals get hurt, oh, it's sad. And then Joffrey going to be wolf killed because he's sly. You know? Never have been more sad ever in watching a movie than whenever in John Wick they killed his dog. Stupid mistake to kill John Wick's dog, but my God, it was such a cute dog. So sad. He got a dog. His wife... Don't know how she did it because she was dead. But his wife arranged for him to be delivered a puppy when she died, so he'd be able to like share his love. And then, fucking gangster bastards killed his dog. Which, to be fair, it woke up the monster in John Wick. It lit the Wick, if you will. Terrible pun, but you know what I'm saying. It it was the tender paper to the Wick. And then, to be fair. It set up a series of John Wick films, which are one of my favourite series is Zazaya films. So it was great to see. But yeah, Game of Thrones, very sexy and very entertaining. There's a lot to take in. You know, probably way too many characters to try and, like, completely fathom. But hey, I'm, I'm into it now. And I feel like um, I'm going to have to... Maybe get a couple of... You know, I feel like my productivity levels are going to reduce in the next wee while until I've caught up in Game of Thrones. But, you know, I'm very... I'm very keen on it. Um, I'm keen for the characters to show me what they're about. And again, I kind of know some things that have happened through reading spoilers and, and just, you know, trying to keep on top of, like, uh, current um, social affairs, really, by knowing what's going on in Game of Thrones. But, whoa, just drinking some mead there. But, yeah, it was very, very enjoyable. Guys, I don't know if I'll ever record a podcast again lying on a bed. I'm much too relaxed. I feel like 
I could just like, I feel like I just fall asleep here. You know, whenever your body feels nice. You know, that's how I feel. And I think as well, I'm physically exhausted from like being in my garden, doing gardening chores, you know, in the sun. Obviously, on Saturday, getting in the sun, cutting my grass and trimming my bush. You know, nobody likes an overgrown bush. They're unsightly things. You like a nice trim bush. Maybe just like, maybe just a little bit overgrown, but I mean, it's got to be under control. It's got to be trimmed. It's got to look good. And it's got to be tidy, you know. And, you know, when your wife instructs you to take um, an electric power tool to your bush, you know, you know you got to respect her wishes. And you got to do that. But my God, it's some physical activity. My Fitbit was actually going through the roof during during the, the cutting of the garden you know the physical exercise of it all it was good workout which is something I'm, I'm feeling like I'm getting back towards again maybe not working out because I haven't been to the gym in almost friggin two months nearly it feels like but you know just actually moving about doing exercise you know diets had improved a bit during the week it's got a wee bit slack because it's the weekend especially bank holiday weekend um, but I'm very much looking forward to getting back into my house and going buy an exercise bike and just stick it in the garage and just go out there and pump out um, by pump out I mean turn my legs over and then just like when the hot weather comes back in do circuits in my garden for a while you know I've got all the weights all the plans and I'm just ready to go ready to get my body out looking sexy albeit I'm going on holidays at the end of the month but I mean apart from that it's going to be a sweet a sweet exercise sesh but guys I don't even know how long I've recorded for here I just feel too overly relaxed because I'm not in my normal my not not in my normal scenario i don't know guys but and um, before going to listeners questions i just want to say once again thanks to everybody who's been listening to the podcast and um, it genuinely does mean a lot to me albeit none of you fucking showed up to pug ugly so when it did a headline set sly but you know um a heads up here i am i have been offered a spot um in some festival in the black box in July and I've tentatively agreed to do an hour of something whether that may be a live weird podcast whether that may be a new hour of stand up maybe that may be my old show dad reworked with added bits I haven't decided yet so what I want you to do as listeners of the weird podcast and I assume by proxy fans of my stand up let me know what you would rather see you know would you rather see me do a live weird podcast where I would definitely get a guest or two on or would you rather see me do a reworked version of my last show dad which I'm definitely getting filmed and properly cut or a new hour stand up probably the first run of what will be my R for next year which I'm very much thinking about touring if there's interest in that please let me know if people are wanting to see me in certain areas let me know where where you want to see me you know message me on Instagram whatever say look I'd love to see you do a show here I'll go and do that you know but again thanks for the, for that and for listening and for sharing the podcast and your Instagram stories and on your Twitters and stuff it means the world to me you know especially whenever you have days where you suck balls and your gigs aren't doing how you would like them to do and then 
you just need to pick me up that people are actually listening to you so appreciate that keep spreading the word of the podcast if you haven't already written and reviewed it please do and again thanks but hey let's get into listeners questions because nearly time for me to go because i'm falling asleep and i've completely repositioned my body on this bed and it's probably not having the best effect of sound so hey guys um question this week from nathan consiglia greetings weird guy no questions but here's some weird true facts about me first off nathan didn't want that you know but i'll take it because you're a good guy and um, number one i legit had an african millipede as a pet as a kid man i don't know what an african millipede is i'm gonna assume that it's a larger millipede you know because i mean if you just had a regular millipede as a kid it'd be pretty small you know albeit with lots of legs you know but I'd assume that an African millipede would be bigger. Oh, there's my wife just fully putting the TV on as loud as she can. That's sweet. And let me see. African millipede. Oh, Jesus, they're stinking, man. African millipedes just like look big, stinking, freaky, fat millipedes. Nathan, how did you enjoy that as a kid? I'd, I'd be keen to know. It kind of just looks like a large black dildo with loads of legs you know maybe you're into whatever you're into but fair play to you um fact number two about nathan i got fired from kfc for feeding chicken to the car park gulls well that's pretty sly kfc did that to you but i mean you know life's a journey my man you wouldn't have ended up working in such a great establishment if you hadn't got fired from kfc and number three my name is pronounced concilia um, well, I think you probably find you've been pronouncing your name wrong because it's consiglia. But I mean, I'm happy to respect how you view your name and pre- re- refer to you as Nathan Concilia from now on. Concilia sounds more like a uh, like a mafiosa gangster name, doesn't it? My name is Ma- Nathan Concilia. You want to speak to me? I know guys who can put you in touch with guys who can get your dick cut off and reattach to your face. You know, I also know guys that would come around to your house and sit on your face. So if that's what you're interested in, contact my boy, Nathan Concilia. No, I enjoyed that, Nathan. It was actually good. To, I feel like I've got to know you a bit more after that. And I will refer to you by your uh, your believed correct pronunciation of your, your own name, just out of respect. Because, hey, you know me, I'm a respectful guy. Dean Murray said, with your impending move back to your house... Will you be laying down any laws around bathroom use? Like, your, is your wife not allowed to shit in the house, for example? Um, you know what, man? Definitely a fair point. Obviously, I don't want to be put out of the house and home once again due to uh, a leaky soil pipe. So maybe I'll just be encouraging my wife to eat foods which, you know, produce more soft stool rather than, you know, hard ass pellets just being blasted out and wrecking the soil pipe. You know, I'll, de- I'll definitely uh, run that by her. You know, I don't really know whether it was entirely her fault, whether it was just a wear and tear. But, I mean, I'm happy happy to blame her. You know, I'm happy to blame her for that, um, rather her than me. And, you know, a lot of the time my, my stools are very soft, you know. So, I mean, I don't know how they burst. Maybe it's just the volume that I put down there. Who knows? But, I mean, I'm definitely going to have to enforce some house rules and, you know, open any ideas if people want to let me know what you think I should enforce. Holler at your boy. Gareth Owens has said, Hey Dave, following on from their spanking in midweek, how funny would it be to see Liverpool winning absolutely nothing this season? You know what, guy? 
I think it would be kind of it would be really sly but also funny you know like I feel like I feel like Man City winning the league is more bearable than Liverpool because I think Liverpool certain fans are just twats and like we're sort of used to Man City winning the league they've effectively come in and just bought everything you know what I mean it's not real there's no real heart in it you know they've just come in and bought everything over and ruined football but I mean you can deal with that because that's just the way of it. Whereas if Liverpool win it, they'll be like, oh, we're all about virtues and we're all about family and we're all about history and tradition and all this fucking bullshit. And realistically, what they did was just bought to get to where they are as well. You know, bought a new keeper and a defender for ridiculous money. So, I mean, you know, they could talk about being built from the bottom up, but truth be told, they bought it. Um. But yeah, I I would love to see Liverpool win nothing, especially with the a points total. They could have won the league in like nearly any other season. Uh, Chris Henning, hola Dave, hope you're well. This fine bank holiday weekend. Good to see you back at the heavyweight cut and pumping those guns. My question this week is, what names are floating around for a new show, or how can you decide? Um, I assume you're talking about uh, the radio pilot that I'm doing with Shane. Um, I'd assume the show will probably just be called the Shane Todd Show again because, again, as everyone that'll know Shane knows, he's an egomaniac and refuses to do anything unless it's entirely geared towards him. So I assume it'll probably be called that. If I were to call it something, you know, I'd probably call it Dave's Real Sexy Show for real sexy guys and girls looking to have a real sexy time. But again, I don't know how easy that rolls off the tongue, you know, or how people maybe... Um, looking to the program the show would want that to be called but again it'll probably be decided by by him you know and that's probably what the name of the show will be and again with some insider information that's basically what I've been told so last question for the week is a question from Ruth I'm delighted to hear from you Ruth uh, it's been a while but podcast question happy Star Wars day May the 4th May the 4th be with you Um good star wars day but also you know it's may the force just so you know that it's not may the fourth because that's like a lisp you know that's like chris eubank would say it you know it'd be like may the fourth be with you because if i was speaking about star wars i would say may the fourth be with you but i can't say fourth i say fourth because i've got a lisp but that's my voice because i got a lot of blows to the head hence why i don't call myself chris eubank anymore i call myself english but thanks anyway for that, Ruth. But if you could name an annual day for anything, what would it be? Hey, you know, if I'm naming a day for anything, it's got to be stringers. It's got to be National Stringer Day where everyone goes out just wearing stringers. You know, just, just a bit of stringer to show off what you've got. Guys, girls, transvestites, transgendered, you know, cisgendered, whatever you are, men, women, children... Animals just all wearing string vests, you know, getting out, getting the nips out, you know, getting the, the lats out, the traps out, the frontal delts, the rear delts, the medial delts, getting those, mmm, those intercostals out, those little keyboard side units that people are hitting on, get those babies out and show everybody what you're about in the sunshine. So I'd have a National Stringer Day, i call that, that would be bang in the middle of July. Yeah, effectively on the 12th of July, you know, uh, just go through the traditional holiday and rather than having all the old cultural traditions, start a new one, get a stringer on, you know, be out marching, doing your bonfires, whatever the hell else you want, just wearing a string vest, it'd be entertaining, 
you know, through uh, a little bit of disrespect towards the flute bands and their traditional uniforms, which are gay, but you know, wear those stringer vests and claim that day back for yourselves. But guys, thanks again for listening. That's episode 78 of the Weird Podcast. Next week will be 79 and the following week will be 80. Whoa, why, why have I so many podcasts? You know, why have I been doing this podcast for 78 weeks? I don't know, you know. Initially, so it was like three people could listen, and now, 78 weeks later, it's like 300. So, you know, major shout out to you guys, and hopefully next week I'll be coming at you from my original bespoke, wooden, varnished, crafted table, and I'll be home. I'll be home, I'll be home. But no me there'll probably be another bump in the road. But guys, you've been great. Thanks very much. And I'll be back in next week. Peace.